What's up, everybody? I'm Tim. And I'm Tori. And this is the Stuck Together Podcast, back for episode... 11! Yeah. Ooh! We made it. Yep. Past 10. Past 10. The big, the big one O. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Hey, we're filming the 11th episode on November 1st, which is 11 1. One, one, one. One, 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 one. Yeah, not that many ones. <laughs> <laughs> one, 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 one. Yeah, uh, that many ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that many ones. <laughs> <laughs> filming episode 11 on november 1st yes yes so so <laughs> do we want to just get right into the movie of the week or do we want to talk about our week in general uh my week was fine how was your week uh stressful yeah yeah i'm tired I feel yep. like the past couple episodes of the podcast that's just been the theme is I'm tired and <laughs> just over it. Um, not over the podcast. No. But yeah, work's <clears throat> been busy, you know? Yeah. Life's been just this whole... I think I'm just like I'm a little worn out from the year. It's been an insanely busy year for us. Oh yeah. Like so much stuff. I'm not used to being invited to so many things which i know mm -hmm. sounds like i'm grateful obviously but it's just a lot of a lot of stuff yeah yeah the whole year's been chock full of stuff yep non-stop yeah feels like every time we stop for a second something else just fills it fills the time yeah either a trip or someone visiting or birthdays all that again blessed to have a family yeah it's not bad that, stuff it's just lots and lots and lots of stuff yeah yeah but yeah so yeah sage got into the cabinet today yeah our food cabinet our pantry yep people some people are like oh tim just hates sage for no reason and well, it's like sage i could give you a list of all the stuffs we got hospital bills for it's, her. It's a long list. She she gets into the cupboards and actively gets stuff out to eat it. Yeah. Like dangerous stuff for her. Like just constantly. She ate some dark chocolate today. Um, luckily, it was only a little bit and she's so big that she'd need to eat a lot to do anything. But still. Mm -hmm. just so frustrating and it's like our cabinets are it's not like a pantry like not like a walk-in one you know like people have that are on the floor yeah it's like a cabinet like above a counter she got in there yep and ate stuff only on tim's side though yeah we have separate sides of the cabinets for like our snacks and stuff and she only ate his <laughs> yep she got on my side of the cabinet for whatever reason came home and there's just wrappers of stuff all over the floor and the cabinets are open yeah and she has the audacity to come up to me and be excited and say hi like like she deserves to live here anymore <laughs> <laughs> what was funny is when I came home, you were already like here and laying on the couch and you were like, look at, go look at the counter. Mm -hmm. And I thought you would like surprise me with something. I was like, oh, what did he get me? Or like whatever. <laughs> and then for a second you like didn't really react. And I was like, is it good or bad? 
you were like, it's really bad. I was like, oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yep. So I didn't have dark chocolate after dinner tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she had all of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> was it only a little bit? Yeah, it's a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So she's fine, but I'm not. <laughs> I have no. treats if you want a treat. Also, the cats peed all over my clothes, so that's great. Uh, Scout did. I don't believe right. Freya's a part of this. No, Freya's not. Freya's, but... Freya's very good about using the litter box, but we recently got the Breeze litter box with like the, the pellets, like the water-resistant pellets, and it's been going great because Scout has recently, with age, her ninth birthday was yesterday, um... <clears throat> She's been very, very picky with her litter box. Like, a, like way more picky than she ever was in the past, like, year or two. And so this new litter box, since no urine could build up, because it basically seeps through the litter into, a lid, like, a urine pad underneath. So since no urine could stay in the litter box, it's been really good for her. Because she used to, even if there was, like whatever her definition of like a little bit too much pee in the litter box she'd pee on your stuff all the time yeah and um she's been doing really good but then yeah all of a sudden and it was we noticed it the day i cleaned the litter box like i cleaned it that morning and that night you noticed that she had peed on it so well, i'm it like must what have been happened the day before or something like okay. we just didn't notice until like she was already mad so she she wouldn't have done it after you cleaned it oh no i just since it was still wet, but I I guess I didn't yeah, think of it. Yeah, I'm in. But either way, she's been doing really good, so it was kind of surprising that she did again. Yeah. Because it's not really like... She just... I, I don't even know. There's just certain things that she like gets a scent for and then pees on them. <laughs> and obviously with a cat, it's like hard to discipline them. Um, but I knew that it was, she was getting more sensitive to the litter box. So the change has really helped, but maybe just something was wrong or you just never know. Yeah. But don't know. all of that to say, you've had a rough week with the animals. I'm being they, targeted, they, obviously. <laughs> they've not been kind to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, they've been, they've been, they're doing some. Hi. Yep, there goes the other one. Ow. <laughs> Noisy. Hey. <laughs> That's Freya. We call her Frita or Frita Schmita. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this week's been a little weird. It's just been weird, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. When does, uh, when do, when do the planets start going direct again? Isn't it soon? Like, like in the next, next couple days? Well, like Saturn in particular. I don't know. I don't have my phone. It, I think it goes direct I'd, soon. I not nothing. Nothing in my mind is even considered until next year. <laughs> Got it. Um. Yeah. Well, it's sounds like it's been a crazy time for everyone. Everyone I say I've been busy to, they're like me too, or they tell me they've been busy. It's just a, it's a weird time yep but all right well we getting into it 
Yeah. All right. Um, this week's movie was us. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, it was us. Um, me and Tim both had never seen it before. Yeah, we'll probably have some movies that we have either one of us has seen, or we might rewatch a movie, um, just because mm-hmm. we want to talk about it or something. Um, but my favorite's one that we both haven't seen. Yeah. Whenever we do watch movies, but yeah, we both had known about us, and there's a bunch of hype about it when it came out. Because, um, well, let's. Let's just, first of all, we decided we're going to do spoilers. So if you haven't seen the yeah. movie and you don't want it spoiled, we're not going to um, necessarily like hold back on like specific details or whatever. So go um, watch the movie and then come back and listen. <laughs> yep. So it's us. And uh, it was specifically stated in the opening credits, written, directed, and produced by Jordan Peele. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, he did get out and everyone knows him from Key and Peele and, um, you know, his versatility is pretty crazy, um, with all the stuff that he does, especially all the characters that he plays. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't say that like, um, Key and Key and Peele is like necessarily like not as good as him, but he typically plays more of a type of character where I feel like Peele was always like. 10 different people like you yes. could just you jump 100%. into like the craziest role and you'd be he'd be totally different yeah um so yeah his versatility is pretty insane but yeah for sure yeah it it was really really good um yeah we loved it i mean we loved it yeah what, it was great it's like basically perfect yeah. i mean I, I mean we had both seen get out and so you know you kind of once a like director producer whatever has kind of like established a movie like that you're kind of like yeah this is probably gonna be a pretty great movie yeah like whatever they make next you know um and so yeah we i kind of went in knowing especially because of all the hype and everything i was like i'm super pumped and i'm i'm glad that this movie was never ruined for me somehow (laughs) Um, (laughs) so i knew a little bit about the end but not in a way that made sense at the time like yeah i think someone just told me something about the end and it like it the spoiler made sense once we got to the end of the movie it didn't make sense until oh, then, basically okay. yeah it's kind of like what did they tell you um they said that the what was it it was like the main character is the fake one or something oh yeah and i was like and that might not even actually be what they said but all i knew is that that last scene where they're in the car and the sun looks over that like something nefarious was going on there like yeah like a plot twist was supposed to happen there um but yeah it it was nothing that took away from the movie oh so you so no because i said i don't think i said it before the movie ended but i was thinking that the whole time I was like, oh, because they just the way they set it up. Yeah. Um, I had been thinking that, but let, let's go back to the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, well, I guess I should say before we keep going, I thought that the 
bad guy like one at the end oh that's oh okay. that's what okay. the spoiler made it seem like and so yeah it wasn't anything about it but anyways yeah so let's go from the beginning and i wanted to mention i wanted to look up what that quote was at the beginning because i completely forgot it there was a, there was a quote. oh wait there wasn't a quote it was the oh. <laughs> no sorry it was um just the little uh writing at oh, the beginning about the tunnels yeah not not a quote yeah well they talk so at the beginning there was um before before anything happens at all they were talking about how many tunnels there are in the u.s subterranean tunnels just like unimaginable amounts of tunnels that are abandoned like they're not even in use not that's not counting like subways and stuff that are in use and like some of them are old subways some of them are old tramways some of them are just like different construction things that got abandoned or never happened and then some of them just have no idea what they're for but there's like all these tunnels under the u.s and it started with that and kind of just like you know was kind of let us in um and like one of the first things i noticed was just how good the color of the movie was yeah like the the color and the crispness and the way it was filmed was just so nice and like i had said in the last podcast talking about kids movies about how like sometimes it's just nice to like have a kid movie just make sense and yeah. just be like <laughs> The plot's not crazy, but it's it works, and we're just watching a movie, and I feel better when it's done. But like with the just like absolutely beautiful color yeah. and just sharpness of film, it's just so 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 nice. That was one thing I totally noticed about this movie was just it looks amazing. Yes, yeah, in that opening shot of the wall with the rabbits and the cages, I love that like. <clears throat> He opened it with something where you're like, what am I even looking at? Like, right. what is this? And the, the like, vintage red text on top of that, introducing uh -huh. the movie, the producer, the director, all of that, it was very reminiscent of, like, old school horror movies. Um, yeah. It, like, really, that opening really reminded me of that. Well, he also had the long credits at the beginning. Yes. Which I super duper loved, which I think that happened right after the intro scene. So they did the whole intro scene full credits in like a really stylish way than the movie and it was just it was perfect yeah it, it was, was so nice really really good and so the um it because right after that it opens with a tv showing the hands across america yeah um like news report or something and so i wanted to say that that is something that actually happened Oh, yeah. And so I wanted to see if there is a bunch of tunnels in America that, like, are abandoned. Oh, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. I'm just, like, I want to know, like, how many, you know? Because that is such a cool concept to use is, like, all these creepy tunnels that are just underground, like, not being used. Oh. <sighs> Um, it says there's 47,000 abandoned mines in, in California, California alone. And then... Uh-uh. So, I mean, there, we're not getting any numbers here. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, how would but, you actually... Like, if, if they're abandoned, you know? <laughs> going through... 
an article. Um, that's a really long article. I'm sure they're real. I don't think. It- oh yeah, I know that there's. I mean, a hundred percent. There's tunnels. I was just like, did they play up the amount for the um, the movie? And I I don't think so because everything else from the movie was pretty. Uh, wow. Okay. Well. Yeah, I didn't necessarily have a doubt but like i think of like because i i know for sure that in like new york some of the subway systems they were just like yeah this isn't gonna work out and they just like closed it off and like sealed them oh yeah yeah like there's definitely plenty of like abandoned projects and especially of course mine shafts like totally it says um there's substantial evidence that hundreds of people live in tunnels just out of view of regular society in places from Las Vegas to Moscow to Bucharest to New York. And so, um, you know, you find people who make homes for themselves in hidden nooks and alcoves under the city. And they're just basically in a separate reality. And I remember seeing something about in Las, I think the one that I saw one time was in Las Vegas. And these, there's just this tunnel down there and just homeless people just have their own little society down there. They have it kind of like quartered off. <laughs> like people have their kind of separate sections and come in and out and go do stuff and come back and stuff. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, that's why they made... That was kind of part of the inspiration for the movie. Yeah. That's the whole the creepiness of it. And right. for the record, I also wanted to say that uh, it's labeled horror, but I think we both agreed, but I felt way more... Like it was just like more of like a psychological thriller than like horror. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could basically fit in horror, but yeah, it was su- it was super trippy. Oh, um, it was so weird and good, and the actors were just yeah. Oh so my so God. the so the because they have, and also I was pretty glad that they introduced the whole uh, mirror family really soon. Yeah. Because. I feel like with horror movies, you're like waiting when waiting for like seven eighths of the movie to pass. And then finally you get like bad CGI and like three jump scares and then the movie's over. And so like the fact that it did not take any time at all for the for the mirror family to like show up and and start like messing stuff up. I was like, yo, this is sick. Yeah, we have a bunch of movie left. Like, where is this going? Like, I thought at first that their mirror family was going to take them down to the tunnels. And then something would happen down there. But um, so I was pleasantly surprised when that didn't happen either. Yeah. Because I was like, I have no idea where this is going. Like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. It. What I loved is like, I, because again, I had this like kind of faint idea about what it was about. Like, I knew that there were two of the main girl. Right. That's all I knew. <clears throat> um. But I didn't know how that happened. I didn't know if they were actually twins or whatever. Like, I barely knew anything. And what I so I loved the, the creepy ass shot of them in the driveway holding hands, like the whole family, like the mirror family. Like, first of all, fuck that. Like, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. So creepy. Just like a really powerful, like, creepy image. Cause they're, they were also like, it was just silhouettes of them. You couldn't tell who they were. Um, but I like that for quite a big chunk of the movie at the beginning, you just see that mirror family. And you're like, oh, God, who are these people? Like, 
why are they here? It's just these four? Like, what's going on? Right. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, why are they here? Did they just, like, come... Like, where are they from? Like, you know, because they don't give away anything either. Like, the Mirror yeah. family, they just kind of explain, like, you know, that they're the shadow and, like, you know, essentially that, like, we're linked and, like, whatever you did in your life, I was forced to do in mine. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, But then... Like, you're like, oh, yes, they escaped. They're getting out. Like, cool. Like, I'm glad they got away from these creepy shadow people. And then you go to, like, the scene cuts to their friend's house. And the same thing happens to them. And it's this thing where then you realize, like, oh, my God, it's happening to everyone. Yeah. Because for a second, I was like, is this just going to be a weird thing that happens to this family? Like, I had no inkling in my mind that it was going to take the turn it did in the sense of, like, everyone has a shadow and they're all trying to kill you, right, you know? Right. I didn't think about that. I was like, oh, this weird thing that happened to this family because she directly interacted with hers. I thought it just was them. Yeah. And then when it went to the other family and then they got murdered, I was like, oh, my God. Like, where is this story going to go now? Because this is so much scarier than just one family, you know? Yeah. Um, like, one family being attacked or whatever. Well, and the main family did... Well, I mean, everybody was an amazing actor in the movie. But the I felt like at the beginning when you're getting to know the family and seeing how they all act with each other or whatever, that they were good actors and, like the dad was like super corny dad with dad jokes and like, but goofy and funny and whatever. And the mom was just like, you know, super on edge, whatever. It's a horror movie, whatever. And the son is like kind of awkward. And like, they did such a good job just being themselves. And then when the shadow family comes and they're the same actors playing these like crazy roles of this opposite reality, you're like, holy crap like yeah. like being an actor for one role is enough of a job and then they do both like flawlessly they felt like two different people it's like i kept forgetting that they were the same person it was so incredible like, yeah i was blown away watching the movie i was like the these guys are insanely good yeah like insanely so, good actors so good and so creepy just so oh my god you know just like there's something so i mean there's quite a few different i think obviously like with any movie there's a lot of different interpretations that you can take with it um but i know from other like doppelganger movies and just doppelganger stories and the reason why certain folklore is so scary because it impersonates people mm. um is the idea of like they literally call it the shadow in the movie, but it's like like facing your shadow, like facing this person who is you, but that like you don't recognize type thing. Oh, like yeah. kind of like that psychological thing of there's a person inside of you that you don't want to face that mm -hmm. if they were presented to you, like how would you feel? You know, like there can be that there's that ex like, you know, analysis of course of like, you know, self-reflection is scary and like meeting your darker self is terrifying you know and yeah. that kind of thing but then there's all the other things like the fact that the government was in charge of these what what, what were they actually called oh i don't know well like but replicants the, or, not replicants but no the monologue from the shadow 
in, from the tunnels, that was her theory was she thought that they were trying to create these shadow people who mirrored the people on the surface. And then they abandoned the project, but the shadow people stayed there. And then when people grew up and had kids, the shadows just kept reproducing yeah. and living down there as shadows mm -hmm. and just like so weird but that was that was her theory that and it is kind of nice that the movie didn't say like this is what happened it did just kind of make it like is that what happened that's her theory and we don't know like yeah kind of makes sense but what did happen yeah i kind of yeah interpreted it as you know yeah from her perspective the government or you know someone wanted to control the people on the surface so they created the copies to basically be the the one in control but it turned out for some reason that the um the like people under the surface were actually being controlled by the ones above so it right, ended up right. not working yeah. you know it basically had the opposite effect um and you could see that with like them having to like walk through the tunnels and stuff and like be in the proximity of people but not actually wanting to be there type thing you know um, and it's just, oh it's just such an odd thing to think about you know well and they mentioned that only one of the two of the people because the shadows were like real people yeah but they were like linked somehow supernaturally but they kind of signified that one of them had like the soul yeah. so like so like basically by default the people on the surface have the soul and so yeah so that that was like kind of the crux of like the whole deal going on was that the people in the bottom were like soulless humans yeah being controlled by pe people on the surface for no reason because the test didn't even matter anymore right yeah and just oh man there's there's like so much to it that it's so like just creepy there i i particularly do not like like doppelganger stuff it really freaks me out oh i don't care it i don't just, have like a weird thing oh about my it God, it freaks me out so bad i'm just like absolutely not what would you do if another you just oh my god showed up don't at even, the door behind us right now? don't even don't look don't look it. she might be there stop just a version of you menacingly in the corner oh just, my god it's <sighs> i would pass away i would simply pass away i just oh my god and give the soul to your shadow oh my god it's just so <laughs> scary like i don't know yeah i i don't like mainly i would be a friend i'd try to be friends with mine i'd be like yo let's team up <laughs> they don't want to be your friend though like anything pretending to be you or like you know want like uh well i so okay i guess the our difference is that my first thought goes to if i had some sort of parallel reality crossover where a version of me gets here mm -hmm. somehow even if he was ill-intended or like evil or whatever i'd still be like yo th think about this for a minute this is a this is a crazy scenario we should work together we can do this i would just try and be like soak up the reaction the experience and like try and make it work well yeah if if like another me came through the door that acted like me or like you know it would be it'd be crazy to like you know have another you around i'm not saying that that inherently is creepy it's just like every story every folklore everything 
of something trying to like it's something trying to impersonate you and so that's different in in us that's not the case in us it actually is you um but i like i can't get past the like that it's something masquerading as me you know i mean yeah and that that could be be... it in us you never know you know like but what were you gonna say i don't know oh okay yeah the whole imitating you thing that's a different ball game so creepy i just feel like it would be well the thing was and i was telling victoria this is like i'm not immune to fear by any means or to scary movies but like me sitting and watching a scary movie it's like i'm like oh yeah they did a good job of like you know producing producing the situation that causes that triggers my emotional response like whereas other people are like ah that was so freaky i'm just like oh look they they did a decent job you know that was they 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 had that jump scare like that was crazy like Mm -hmm. like i don't know like the um my favorite uh horror movie i guess was hereditary oh yeah that one was the only one where i was like i'm this is it i'm in this is like the horror movie of horror movies where i actually had to stop that movie and not watch it for a little bit and come back to it like that was the only movie that's ever done that to me everything else i'm like it's a movie whatever it's like some people are like but this one movie like it it was so freaky like what if that happened i'm like it's a movie chill out like what are you doing it's just a movie like yeah and and i don't like you know so like if it gets scary or if it gets like situationally strange or whatever, like like during us, I was just watching it and I was like, you know, I could just feel the tension and like the situational camera work and the music and everything. And I was just like, this is just so well done. Like I wasn't like scared. I was just like, this is just great, you yeah. know, and I could just I could feel like the tension in me, but I wasn't like, ah. <laughs> yeah. There are only, uh, because th- for me, there's only certain things that really freak me out. Like, obviously, yeah, the concept of that is like really scary in the sense of like, fuck, like, what would I even do in that situation? But there's only certain, aspe- there's mainly like visual things really get to me with movies. And I think that's why Hereditary was so impactful and so oh, yeah. useful is that the visuals were like, so like visceral like so just horrifying you know and not gory necessarily just like so disturbing and like um i think in us there were visuals that like really got me um like them standing in the driveway oh yeah that just that was i was like "Uh uh-uh no um the um the the kid like the shadow of the young boy like crawling away uh-uh no <laughs> yeah he really no. liked crawling and scurrying oh around. my god uh if anyone scurried at me i'd kick him in the face i i hate crawling for sure um but yeah i i think that movies are really effective when they when they have like a scene or a concept where well I think more so a scene or like a visual that isn't isn't gory isn't graphic isn't anything it's just like there's something about it that is so like oh like you know (laughs) yeah um and 
um yeah it, it did it just was really really good and I liked that it yeah it wasn't it was creepy and it was stressful and tense but it wasn't I didn't feel overloaded by it either I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was I like I, I think I said in the last podcast I don't really try to expect anything going in to a movie um because I just want to experience the movie. And I was sitting here thinking, I was like, well, it is kind of ironic that the first one we watch is like so good. Like I'm almost, yeah. tr I'm like almost want to give it a 10 out of 10. I, I like, I don't, I feel like, I feel like nine out of 10 easy, but, um, cause in some ways it's easier to talk about movies that are really bad yeah. because <laughs> you're like, and this part, yeah. um, but there's honestly, <laughs> it feels like there's more to analyze sometimes with a bad movie. Cause you're just like, right. what the hell? Well, was but that? I, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like the good, one of the good things that, that us did was like you were talking about with like horror movies and being gory and stuff like that. It's just like, Sometimes that's like what people just rely on yeah. is like, I'm just going to be so fucking gory and gross. And it's like, th this is just a gore. Fa this isn't even scary. It's just yeah. not cool. And like people don't know how to do it, but I felt like us just had the perfect blend of like, you know, this is creepy and scary and makes you think and whatever. And, um, yeah, that last like whatever um one minute where they do like the big reveal, which again I called, but I didn't know if they were gonna do it because the movie went it waited till the last second. To, yeah, to we say and it. we talked about it that we both kind of had like suspicions throughout the movie with certain things, of like yeah you know and we'll talk about that in a minute. But no, that's it. That's it. That's all I had. Okay. About that. <laughs> um. No, but like I know that. I my first question was when we found out that she could talk. Well, not that she could talk, but that her the the sorry the shadow, the shadow. I think her name was Red. I'm pretty sure they just call her Red. Um, like do they call her? They call her Red. They can't. Who do they? No, like the um, other shadows can't talk. No, I know. I think um, where did I see that? I think I like had looked something up about it. Oh, like and her people name in the is, real like, world red. call her red. I may I don't know. Oh, I guess. Okay. Um, Let's anyways, call her red. Okay. Um, so, um, my first suspicion was yeah when she started talking and I was like oh god she sounds messed up and then I realized that none of her family could talk like none of the shadow family could talk besides yeah. her and I was like but also she couldn't talk very well. It was like very like hoarse and quiet, but I was like, how does she know how to talk? Right. And no one else does, you know, everyone else is communicating. And the more shadows we met, the more it was like, I was like, maybe it's just her family can't talk. And then it was the, you know, their friends shadows couldn't talk and stuff like that. And so that was definitely the first part where I was like, oh, why can she talk and none of the others can. And I kind of had that like from the minute i mean i think that a lot of people probably like had the suspicion of like did they like switch you know because she came back there there was that flashback where you know they were in the house and her parents were like she's not the same and like the therapist or whoever was like it's trauma you know whatever and it's like right yeah no like they were like basically you know they were 
I think she said something like she's not my like little girl or whatever anymore. You right, know, like she was like acting that. completely different. Yeah. Um. And so I, I had a suspicion, but I was like, I don't know, like maybe, but um, it, I think they did it so well. And like, even if you have that suspicion, you're kind of like, okay, well, but why? Like I, it, it didn't take away from the story. And I really like when movies don't try to, like go too out of their way to deceive the audience to be like gotcha yeah, because yeah. sometimes it just gets so convoluted that it's like honestly it's better to have a more obvious ending if it's a better ending you know or if yeah. it's a better plot twist or whatever yeah like I, you see it happen especially with tv shows where like you know they they have an idea for the plot or like who the big bad is and then on social media people start guessing it and too many people guess it right and so they change it and it doesn't make any sense that's happened a couple times at oh, least with shows that dumb. i really enjoy yeah like i just like when like it's cool when you outsmart the audience but like don't go out of your way to do it it's like well it's, i think that if you if you lead breadcrumbs and and i the thing about us is that i don't it doesn't like lose any points for the fact that it had that twist and it was like no. pretty guessable you i think if anything he gets points because he probably i can just imagine him being like i don't want to like make this bad but like let's like push it all the way till the very last second so people are like wait did that happen yeah. and then at the very last part of the very last part of the movie it's like oh yeah it did okay yeah i totally could have seen that coming and yeah that's crazy wow great movie but yeah like if you just if you just throw away the whole plan that you've got and then ruin your whole story it's like people when you're watching something and you figure it out just let people figure it out and yeah. keep the story going it's, it's not gonna take away from like like and that's ryan johnson's problem the guy who yeah. screwed up star wars um and made those horrible knives out movies is like his whole thing is like he literally starts with a gotcha moment and then builds a piece of shit around it. And that was Star Wars episode eight or whatever it was or nine. Like, it's just like, oh, let's just make something really bad as a gotcha and then fill in all the space around it. And it's mm -hmm. like, that is so like, there's no story when you do that. You're just, you're just some eight year old who's like desperate to get somebody to pull your finger and give him a gotcha moment. Like mm -hmm. it's just dumb. And so like if, and then if, if people are like, I'm not pulling your finger because I see what's happening. You're like, oh, just kidding. How about this piece of gum? And then you shock right. them. It's like the whole point was to do this other thing. Like, stop yeah. it. Like, what are you doing? It's like a good a good plot twist isn't dictated by whether or not you saw it coming. I feel like no, it can it can like make it even more intense when you're like, oh, my God. But, you know, I, I think that it does. It doesn't really take away from it because once you know the plot twist, you still love the piece of media if it was a good piece of media, you know? Right, yeah. And you just so, have to do it well. Yeah, you have to do it well. It has to make sense. And, like, you know, yeah, it it made sense. And, yeah, there were breadcrumbs. And then especially when she went back into the, like, Hall of Mirrors and went through the, like, pushed the door open and stuff. Yeah. I think that was, like, the final nail in the coffin for me where I was like, there's no fucking way she would know to do that. 
to like open that door i was like all right all right like and that she was kind of like comfortable just like going down this very ominous looking escalator for no reason like it just i was like she knows where she's going yeah like if you were a normal person who had never seen that before you'd be like the whole time being like where the fuck am i like what is this you know yeah because i think I think she had some amnesia about it and some like trauma of like blocking stuff out. But I think at the same time, it was like her subconscious like knew. I don't know. Cause that's, that's the part that I'm a little confused about is if she knew or not. Well, they made it. That was my question too, because like the whole point, like we kind of saw it coming, but the way the movie played it out was almost like she was remembering it at the end, Mm -hmm. which was like, like almost as if every time we went back to when she was a kid in the movie, which the opening scene is her as a kid having the traumatic event that leads to the whole movie happening or whatever. But like at the end, it's like, wait, were all those moments her getting back more and more of her memory? Right. And we're seeing her remember that she actually was the original shadow that like traded places with the real girl or, is it just a reveal to the audience and she knew this whole time and she was trying to make sure she never, that would explain why she didn't want to go. Well, the thing is the tricky thing is it works both ways because if she just knew that she had that horrible experience there, that would be, that would explain why she didn't want to go back to the lake house um, where her family was because she didn't want to go back to somewhere where she had a traumatic event. But it would also explain if she like knew how the whole shadow society worked, she wouldn't want to go back down there because um, she was afraid that they'd like get out or, or, or something they'd come back to get her or whatever her mind invented. Well, she said to her husband when she was like explaining what had happened to her, like that she saw another her, she was like, my entire life, I've felt like she was going to come after me. Like oh, she was yeah. going to f- come, like try to find me. I bet. And I'm like, that sounds more like a guilty conscience thing to me because oh, yeah. it's like, why would she be out to get you? Right. Like f- just for seeing you once. It's kind of like, and again, maybe she didn't consciously know that she did something wrong, but I think definitely subconsciously she knew that there was a reason why this like duplicate of her would come after her, you know, like, yeah, like it, I I don't know, but yeah, that part kind of was weird. Once the whole movie was over, I was like, Oh yeah. She said that she like, she always felt like she was going to come find her and like, not for good reasons, you know, like to hurt her or something. And so, yeah, it's like, you can't help but wonder being like, yeah, why would she want to hurt you after just meeting you once? It's like, no, if you forced her to stay in the tunnels, yeah, she'd want to come get you. <laughs> One thing that I kept thinking about was like, since she traded places, does that mean that the soul transferred to the sh- who was originally a shadow who was then in the real world? So Because like, they they said like, only one has a soul. And so, like, basically to gain the soul, they were coming to the surface to kill all the real people so the shadows could take over. Mm -hmm. And partially because that girl got switched and she always knew she needed to come back to try and claim her place in the real world where she rightfully was born or whatever. But it got me thinking, like, you know, she 
had been on the surface. The shadow had traded places and been on the surface since she was like eight or whatever it looked like she was. So as soon as they traded places, did the soul, the single soul transfer to her on the surface? Or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So my interpretation as I've like thought about it over the like week or whatever that we've had. Yeah. Um, my interpretation was that for some reason hers was reversed. Like the shadow underneath had control of her because it felt like that first uh, scene where she's walking to the hall of mirrors. Yeah. It, like it felt like she was not in control of that moment. Oh. And, and so I felt like, um, cause so yeah, I, I don't know if there was a switch of the soul. I think that they were switched to begin with. And that's why the shadow had free will in the first place to switch places with her. Oh yeah. Because yeah, like it, it sounds like they're pretty mindless, the shadows right. for the most part. And so none of the other ones would have thought to like go up the escalator and like go to the door and switch places, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So I almost feel like the, uh, I think it was, is it Adel Adelaide? Ad Adeline, something like that was her name. Um, oh yeah. I totally forget. Yeah. I think it was, that could be totally wrong, but um their names weren't very important to the plot at all no <laughs> um so um but yeah my guess is that the for some for some accidental reason or something uh her she actually was the successful experiment oh and so yeah that makes she, perfect sense yeah so the one underneath the surface had the free will to be like i don't want to be here yeah and switch places with her and I think you can see that when they're, uh, I'm, so I'm pretty sure, did the, was the scene with her at the dance, like the ballet recital, was that before or after this? I was literally places? just about to ask you that. Because I'm pretty sure that. I, th I think it's after because the shadow who was the original girl talks about do you remember the dance there was something spiritual that happened during that dance which made me think that sh that happened mm. after they'd switched yeah and maybe even that the shadow the the original girl that went down to the shadow world shadow tunnels um she basically forgot that they switched too because she didn't realize she didn't mention once that like she was trying to take her place back necessarily she meant she just said she was there to free all the shadow people right she didn't make it this thing of like you screwed me over when we were kids i want my place back she just seemed to make it like we're i'm freeing all these people who are down here and this whole thing's fucked up hmm. it was almost like she didn't admit that they had switched it's like only the the shadow who took over seemed to remember that uh, does that make sense i thought she remembered but and that's why the whole thing happened because she then she hyper fixated on the hands across the world or across the u.s or whatever hands across america she had the t-shirt she like made it this whole thing and yeah. all of that like it, it definitely it felt like she did it, she at least remembered the surface right i don't know if she remembered everything but she 
she knew there was a surface no one none of the other shadows did so she was the kind of the like spark of the rebellion of like there's more to life than being down here you know whatever um i would want to go back and hear her monologue her two monologues again i mm -hmm. i was gonna say i this movie's definitely worth a rewatch because you don't get everything the first time because there's like the two monologues that she has aren't like super overt but they're like pretty like to the point of like here's what's happening and here's the lore and i those parts almost rubbed me the wrong way because i was like there we're just getting it happened twice where we just get these long monologues of like here's everything that happened and you're like okay you know whatever but the way it kind of makes more sense to have those monologues because now I'm curious exactly what she says in each of them because it's her perspective. It's not necessarily like info dumping on the audience stuff that you need to know. It's more like convoluted than that. And so I'm, I'd be super interested because it, it makes sense that she would obviously remember the surface and that she would have that like, but that's the thing is like, does she have a traumatic memory lodged from that and with repressed memories and so she doesn't know why, but she knows that she needs to, or no, I mean, it would make more sense if she just remembered the surface and was trying to come back and was breaking the spell or whatever, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, and that, like, that she knew that she was a shadow, because I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't even know if the people underneath, like, knew that they were... Yeah, that was just their reality. Yeah, like, I, I think she was the only one who actually knew, and so I found, I, I can, like read the monologues if you want to like read them or we can just no well i i think i think you're right that she remembered because that would make more sense um as far as like i i i don't know that's the thing is and that's why i think it's great is because it's like it makes you think about exactly what happened um and what the whole motivation was um I will say uh, that first monologue that she did where like they were meeting for the first time and she was basically explaining what a shadow even was like, you know, you had a baby. I had a baby. You married this guy. I am tethered to him forever. You know, whatever Um, she said at the very end. um, So you see the shadow hated the girl so much for so long until one day the shadow realized she was being tested by God. So she she did know about the surface girl and hated her right and wanted to because she had switched places with her yeah and then um, yeah you were we were born special god brought us together that night i never stopped thinking about you how things could have been how you could have taken me with you um yeah very interesting but see that that's misleading right which is why it's so confusing because the shadow says that how you could have taken me with you right but she was the one who got taken down to the shadow realm so it's almost like she's speaking from the place of being a shadow right and is it you know it was almost like why didn't you take me with you to the to back to your family right which makes me think that in her mind, she's always been the shadow. Like she's forgotten that 
like she knows parts and maybe has that motivation, but like forgot that they switched. Yeah. Or maybe it's just generous misdirection on the part of the writing to not give too much away before the reveal at the end. But could be. I think that's why part of why I'm confused because I was like, I felt like she just. That's I don't know. Does that make sense for him? Yeah. Yeah, it, all that. I, I think there's quite a few parts of the movie, I think, that we've discussed where we're kind of like, wait, but also this, you know, like, yeah, it, I, I think that there are some parts that are kind of up to, I think, almost the entire movie, I think, is up to interpretation. Well, and that's like, what makes it so good. Yeah, we haven't even, like, really touched on the whole, like, class issue that it's really illustrating as well, oh, you yeah. know, um, and, like how you know upper class people get pretty disturbed when i think i think they're disturbed by the quality of life that the lower class has um not willing to change it for them though not willing to like help but also seeing themselves in them like this is just another person i could i could have easily been the one that was poor Oh, instead yeah. of rich like there was nothing that at least was clarified in the movie that dictated which one was the real one and which one was the shadow it was just you were just flip of a coin you're the one who lives in the sewers versus you're the one who lives on the surface you know and like with being wealthy or being poor it's like a lot of times that's how it feels it's like i could easily be on the other side of this you know like there's you know obviously life circumstances happen yeah, I could but easily be rich <laughs> for the most part it's i think it's more of like rich people being like wow i i could be the one starving on the street like what what in my life really significantly was different from this other human being that we really aren't that different and i think that that's really scary to like think about i mean even us you know it's like we're not wealthy by any means but in the grand scheme of the world we're very wealthy mm -hmm. we're very privileged you know and so it's like me and someone in another country aren't very different it just so happened i was born here and they were born there that's yeah. the only thing that separated me from them yeah and that's terrifying to think about you know in in especially like middle eastern countries where women don't really have too many rights you know it's like nothing stopped me from being her other than being born here instead like being born above ground instead of in the tunnel you know mm -hmm. like and i think that i i really liked that kind of perspective of it too because i think i think there is something to be said about you know your own shadow self-reflection that kind of thing but the class issue of it too was just like I think it was done so well and it was just so it was like really sad because it was like they're no different they just have this significantly worse life for what seems like no real reason you know mm -hmm. but that there's no feasible way for them to be brought to the surface like you know like with you know less fortunate people it's like well we can't just like that's not how the economy works we can't just give people money and give them homes you know at, at least with the system that we have it's like that would cause a whole other myriad of issues you know even if we wanted to it'd be really hard to figure it out 
and kind of like in this case it's like well it, they are their shadow so if they if everyone learned of these people and how horrible the conditions were and decided to bring them up to the surface that wouldn't fix the problem like there'd be there would be different problems to fix you know if the shadows were brought up to the surface because then yeah. there'd be two of everyone and they they would still be the shadow like they would you know only one of them can have the soul type thing so i just i really i really liked that part yeah yeah and the fact that they had to eat rabbits is like you know rabbits are like the main animal that's tested on for literally like any cosmetic any you know uh rats are too of course but rabbits are Mm -hmm. a huge one like rabbits are the symbol of like animal testing and so I just thought it was kind of ironic that they had to eat, you know, rabbits when they were pretty much the, you know, test rabbits <laughs> as yeah. well. So, yeah. Yeah, the long forgotten. I wonder how long in the world they'd been down there. Yeah, I don't know. I wondered about that. And, you know, living in that, in like how many generations worth of it was probably the 60s that's when everything crazy happened yeah (laughs) honestly that makes sense all the weird weird government testing yeah but i i really enjoyed it and i i love the like symbolism in movies i love when a movie is very well done but i love even more like the message that it's trying to tell a lot of the time and not so much that there's like a clear-cut message but that it like opens your mind up to thinking about an issue in a different way you Mm -hmm. know or like a just a concept in a different way you know um that yeah instead of thinking of like you know um i i don't know i i think it's there's just a lot of ways that you can think about it and I really like the class way of going with it, like the wealth disparity and stuff, but I also really like the kind of inner self-reflection and the, how the shadow can be really scary, you know? Yeah. And that kind of thing. And how it is just kind of like, you know, you on the outside are in control. Like your normal sane self <laughs> is like in control doing everything and that your shadow is kind of just in you um just kind of having to do whatever you want it to do you know it it never has the reins basically right um and if it did that'd be really scary and bad you know that kind of thing if you just if you solely relied on like your ego and like just your impulses and um you know all of that like you know it it's always in there it's just you you have more willpower than it so you're kind of you know it's it's just kind of having to stay in the subway system of your soul <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean 10 out of 10 pretty yeah. much as far as i'm concerned I don't know. I feel I always feel weird giving something like a perfect score, but I mean, you know, um, what is that when they grade papers in school um, based on the highest score? 
Oh, uh, um, like like the highest sh- score was a sixty-one because the teacher sucks dick. So he's not like standardized. What is it called? Um, adjusted weighted. or weighted no. testing? I weighted don't know. Scoring. It's not weighted. Like you're a really bad teacher. Nobody did well on the test. High score is a sixty-one. Shit. Lowest What's score was a fourteen. So the sixty-one turns to a hundred. Oh my god, we have to look you know? it up. It's gonna drive me nuts. I I gotta know. <laughs> Well, how do I even look it up? Um, what is it called when a teacher adjusts all the test test scores based on the highest score parentheses which was low <laughs> grade curve grading on a curve. I just I don't I don't think that that's what I yeah so. What is the term for adjusting test scores? To adjust scores that are students received, received on the test. So like Curve boost the student's score. grade by moving them up because... Yeah. yeah. So... Cumulative grading. Uh, I don't know if that's it. That doesn't... It's curving the grade. I'm grading on a curve. That's what it is. I know. I'm just saying that it was called something else in, like in school... For me and so it's gonna really bug me that i can't remember what they called it maybe maybe you've switched with your shadow because i think this was always what it was called well grading on a curve absolutely but there's like almost like a slang term i'm pretty sure of what it's know. called but all i'm saying is i i'm so hesitant to give a score like a perfect to give like a perfect 10 out of 10 score mm-hmm. but i don't even see why why we shouldn't give us a 10 out of 10 i think it was like a 10 out of 10 I I would give literally like the only thing that oh, really bugged thing? me. It bugged you? We the, didn't talk about the this. The husband. We talked about it at the beginning. I was what, like, this man is you? the most oblivious. Like, this man is not a real person. Yes. No, that's... No. It, it, it just got to me. I was like, no husband would see their wife in that much distress and be like, oh, I'm just a goofball. Like it just it, it was a little weird. That was my only thing, and it was so minimal that it doesn't really matter. But like, it did take me out of it because I was like, "This is not a real reaction to her being like visibly so not okay." Well, I think, I think a, I he was oblivious. I totally agreed with you that he was oblivious. My thing was that. A, he doesn't know he's in a horror movie. And so yeah. So that's something we know that he doesn't. B, it felt like to me he was, at first it felt like he was intentionally ignoring it to try and make her feel better mm-hmm. instead of like, because he just kept being funny or kept being whatever um, instead of kind of like, you know, whatever. But... The other thing is we don't have information on before the trip happened. So I don't, we don't know. Cause she was like just super anxious since the movie started. Yeah. So it was like, maybe he was trying to be like, this doesn't happen. I'm going to keep pretending like it's normal. And then if like something happens, we could talk about it. Um, but yeah, he definitely was oblivious. And then especially when he got in bed and was like, let's get freaky. Yeah. That, that part, that part <laughs> was where it was really like, okay, dude, like, yeah, the, you're, but on the other hand, I will say those, I'm absolutely hundred percent certain there is a non-zero amount of men out there who are that oblivious and get married 
So I don't think it's that unrealistic. It, but yeah, that it also could definitely part, happen. But. I feel like that was part of his character type, though, was I'm trying to be funny. I'm the goofy dad. I'm going to do what I got to do. And I just felt like that was part of his character. But if there's any flaw, I think you're right. I think especially once they got in the bedroom, I think that was yeah. the well, biggest one. Maybe his character is like, you know. Maybe you were it, just mad that he wasn't <laughs> consoling her. Yeah, and that's I was why like, I bothered uh, you. Hello? Like, can you not see yeah. that she is in pain? Help this woman. It was, there was just like, it, it was so, <laughs> he was so belittling of her. It, like, it kind of made me mad. I, at the first point, yeah. I was like, LOL, he's just like dumb. He's just like, a, you know, he's just being funny and he's like lighthearted, you know, kind of like childlike. And then it got to a point where I was like, he's just being an asshole to her. Like, this is, this is kind of like very yeah. belittling of her issues. And I was like, well, okay. And I felt like they could have there could have been some sort of character indication that he was actively like to indicate whether he was like actually super oblivious or like whether he was just trying to lighten the mood and was aware that she was in that mood. Also, there was the part where the family was standing outside and he went outside to, to be like, get out of here. What are you doing? And you were like, no one would do that. And I was like, they don't know they're in a horror movie. I was like, I would do that. I'd be like, yo, get out of here. Who are you? You know, but then um, when he kept going, when he went back out and when everything yeah. kept happening, I was like that I wouldn't do. But I did yeah. also appreciate that they weren't just scared from the get go. Like she was freaked out because of her. She, you know, because of the shadow people and because she was already on edge and whatever. And then, um, but he was um, totally oblivious, obviously, because that's his character, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but because that's one thing that I actually really liked because people just don't always immediately get super scared in real life. And in movies, they're like, oh, my, what's happening? And it's like, no, some guy would probably be like, yo, come here. I'm going to show you what's up. Yeah. Get off my property. And then realize, oh wait, this is not a normal situation. Maybe we should, maybe we should figure something else out. You know? Yeah. Well, it it seemed it concerned me, be, and I just realized it like in this moment, like where you were like, you're not immediately like freaked out about things, and I'm like, I am. Right, and I'm not. And so <laughs> a lot of women are. Yeah, yeah. Like we're because we have to be. Like we have have to to be suspicious of everything. Right. (laughs) And so like when I was like, I would never do that. It's like, oh yeah, because I'm not supposed to be the one doing that. Right. You know, I, mm -mm, I'm supposed to be the one that's like, that's suspicious or that's, you know, get to the deepest center of the house. Like everyone be safe. You know, it's going to go take care of it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I, yeah, it's not as, yeah, no, especially when there's just like any man involved even a single man i'm like uh uh-uh, uh nope or if a woman is acting suspicious i'm like there's a man somewhere waiting to nab me you know like <laughs> yeah. he's behind this you know cuz that it, yeah. that's what happens you know and yeah you can you can never be too careful i i liked it and besides the uh whatever sort of soft magic system with the the tethering of the shadow yeah. people besides that i felt like everything was super realistic um Where'd they get the scissors? 
that part is, I just thought of that. <laughs> that part doesn't make as much sense. Well, and they all had the same clothes after a while. So yeah. she planned it somehow. And so Did I think she, we're like, assuming Amazon Prime, well, some red uniforms before and Well that one guy on the uh beach, maybe he'd oh, he had already killed his He had shadow. already killed his, yeah. He had went first before a lot of the other people. Yep. But yeah, that is kind of like a little plot hole, I think. Yeah. Oh, and now that we've watched the whole movie, I want to look up that um, that Bible verse again. The something eleven eleven. Yeah, Jeremiah eleven eleven. Eleven eleven. Yeah. So the homeless guy in the movie has this on his cardboard that he's holding up to people. Oh, and I also thought that so there was eleven eleven for the verse and eleven eleven on the clock. And I thought that was interesting because it's like one and one is a shadow or like one is the shadow of one, but then yeah. it's the shadow of the shadow. Like it's, yeah. it's a shadow within a shadow, like one, 11 and 11 and a duplicate is, of the duplicate. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. Can you give me a like translation of that? from english to what chinese no just like it kind of <laughs> like with like shakespeare like i'm really good at translating shakespeare you know uh, if you want to if you want an easy one just so i just get the niv therefore is this NIV? is what the lord says i will bring on them a disaster they cannot escape although they cry out to me i will not listen to them ah yeah is that like hinting at the like this is like a like a like a like a, what am I trying to say? Like a crime against humanity that God's like, I won't even help you with this. Um, for, for what? For the like movie? Like creating the duplicates was such a horror that like God's like, I will not help you with this. Like when the, um, when the duplicates like came to the surface and stuff. I mean, whenever people use Bible verses in movies, especially horror movies, I always just assume or, they're trying to be edgy. I will bring on them a disaster they cannot escape. Uh, oh well and so because she said that god like she thought that god brought them together and stuff like she was very religion heavy um the duplicate the shadow the original shadow yeah, she was like god brought us together god did this no no that was what the original girl who became the shadow said okay so yeah the the one that lived underground <laughs> As an she, adult, they both lived underground. Okay, as an adult, she lived the one who lived underground more. Yes, she was religious. She mentioned God a lot. Um, yes, she did. Maybe so. it's because she saw Jeremiah eleven eleven right before she got taken to the shadow tunnels. Could be. And maybe, maybe she found a Bible down there. Was he God? <laughs> no, he was a normal person with a shadow who got killed. I know, but how is it that he started it? Like, he was the first one to do it. Like, why? Maybe he was just excited because he's so fond of Jeremiah 11 11. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just what? love that 11, I thought of this the other day, that 11 is like, is a duplicate of a duplicate or like a twin of a twin. Like yeah, the one yeah. and one is a twin and then the one, 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 one is a twin. I mean, whenever I see stuff like this, I think, I think... Jordan Peele just got really excited that there was an eleven eleven that was a mirror 
that had to do with evil stuff that he could just throw in this movie. That's whenever I see stuff like that, I'm always like, they just, you know. Can we look it up? What? Jeremiah eleven eleven us to see if he ever commented on it. Um, just talking about. Uh, themes of punishment. Punishment. The absence, absence of, mercy. of mercy. Ah, cool. Yeah. Also, that's a messed up verse. What the hell? The well, God's normally, just like, I'm not helping you. Normally, you gotta read the context. So you'd probably have to read all of Jeremiah 11 to realize what the context where they were taught. Because, you know, if you just pick one Bible verse out, it usually can kind of make sense, but not really. Right. So... I'm sure something was happening that, you know, it makes more sense in context of like whatever that chapter is. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. Well, and was Hands Across America, was it poverty that they were like fighting against? Um, they might have said it at the beginning of the movie. Public fundraising in 1986. 15 minutes in an attempt to form of the chain. Uh, what was the purpose? Uh, fight oh, poverty, poverty and, and hunger. hunger. Oh, on the nose, on the nose for the class issue. Yeah, cool. There's a cow Honestly, involved. Look at this. Was money raised because the whole hands thing seems unsanitary? People in 2020 <laughs> were crying about this. I don't want to be. People were that close. I don't want to be like an asshole and pessimistic, but I'm like, what is that doing? You know? Well, it's a public demonstration to raise awareness. People, you know, it's something to raise awareness. And it the, was the idea 80s too. is when you raise awareness, people take notice and do something. Um, not everybody, but, you know. Yeah. Oh, well. Five million people took part, which is crazy. Let's see. When was Jordan Peele born, real quick? Because I, I feel like he's been planning this since this happened. <laughs> He probably lived through it and was like, yo, I, I got to make a movie it, about this. 1979. So that he'd be uh, like seven, seven when that happened. Yeah. So he saw, he. this is us. We got, we got the shadow Jordan Peele. <gasps> this is that, this is a real story. This That's is just a biopic. That's so good at movies. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I thought. I wanted to look up, is, was Hands Across America like a, was it a success? Was it a failure? Was it like, do people have comments on it, you know? Um, because I wonder if that's like part of it is that it like, I, I'm almost wondering like, did it? Failed to make a chain from coast to coast. Okay. Well, you know, how, how can you expect Arkansas that dropped the ball. Thanks a lot. Oh God. Ar of course Arizona it was Arkansas. couldn't. Uh, couldn't Cut it Arizona makes sense. Arkansas does not. I mean, For think about Africa. Oh, uh oh, it's for Africa, not in America. USA for what? The, we are the world. Oh, so it's because his his movies tend to have like a race like undertone oh yeah and so that that totally makes sense now well i mean a, a lot of it made sense before but it's just interesting uh, too 
Oh, okay. Hold their place in line, ten dollars each. Fifteen million for charities. That's pretty good. Fifteen million raised. Not a lot. So it says raised thirty four million total. Oh, and net fifteen was distributed. Yeah. So less than half. So a bunch of people cut into that. Um featured in Michael Jackson's song Cry. It's a good song. Yeah, it doesn't say a lot about it. Yeah, I just wasn't as sure if it like yeah, if it was like, yeah, we tried to the creepy event. It was not creepy, guys. Vanity Fair article. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy that uh that was the way that they were going to... I mean, that's such an 80s thing. Like, let's make a huge chain from coast to coast. Yeah. Um, it really is. <laughs> yeah, Not to mention that they the, their shadows seemed to be pretty opposite to them. Like, at least the other shadows. Like, I noticed, like, the... Yeah. The daughter, especially, like, never smiled. But her duplicate was smiling, like all the time it was really creepy mm -hmm. and like the yeah it seemed like they were also kind of mirror like m the same but opposite at the same time um like it just seems i don't know i it, mean there's definitely something here it seems like such an 80s thing it. let's see in terms of raising awareness sure yeah it it cost the same amount nothing like this had been tried before and i think that's what made it so great well dark side of the event <laughs> sorry uh, hands yeah, across yeah, yeah. okay what sorry just um jordan peele couldn't agree more though of course he also saw a dark side to the event hands across america was this idea of american optimism and hope and ronald reagan style we can get things done if we just hold hands <laughs> i just love it it's a great gesture but you can't actually cure hunger and all that see i had that that's that's the reaction i had at the beginning i didn't want to be like an asshole but i was like that's not gonna do anything See, I think Jordan Peele just has the horror gene in him. He does. Because he saw people getting together to try and help people. Whatever the real motivation was or whatever it was, he saw that and was like, that's fucking scary. He saw Michael Jackson singing and people holding hands and was like, I'm creeped out. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, because hypothetically, like, it's, it, you know, if you're told, like, hey, what if we all held hands, like, around the country? That's like, oh, that's such a sweet idea. But then you actually, like, see the visual of it and you're like, oh, that is making me feel weird. Like, there's something about, like, an organized thing like that that, yeah, when he portrayed it in the movie, it was really creepy. Yeah. Um, I like. Well, I was like, mm. and and to his point, what are we? I mean, you know, what are we supposed to do to help everybody else in the world who's poor? Yeah. You know, like one at a time, whatever. I mean, of course, it's the movies like kind of racial, kind of cultural, kind of classist, kind of poverty, whatever, like all that stuff rolled into you know, and that's what he does. That's what Jordan Peele's known for is kind of being like makes amazing art and puts his cultural lens and, and 
you know, consciousness into it to make you think and to, you know, hopefully open your eyes and, um, which is great, but you know, it's like, um, yeah, I mean, what, what is everybody supposed to do to help everybody else, you know? And, and, um, I'm sure, I'm sure being, cause me, I'm like, yeah, duh. Like that's dumb to try and think that we could all just help everybody else in the world. Um, so like, but I'm just like, thinking about like being alive in the eighties, like it probably was a weird time and people were probably like, gee, golly whiz guys, we can help the world like this. Honestly, sometimes I envy the Is that 80s. what the eighties were like? Like, I, I mean, don't, have you seen their hair? Well, no, I I'm just like freaked hate, out walking around. I am the first to hate on the eighties. All right. Like I have before we've ta- I feel like we've talked about it at least at work I was like I hate the 80s like yeah. everyone wants it like making a comeback and I'm like no leave it there but people are trying to make a comeback from the 80s oh so many things from the 80s are coming back into trend um 80s was like the most disrespectful disregard for anybody except for whatever you wanted to do time it was the it was the decade of like capitalism like yeah. full-blown like horrible capitalism i would not want to go back but i do envy the the ignorance right before everything got really fucked up yes <laughs> i do i envy it where they're like oh wait the, all the shit we're doing is fucking yeah, everything up i i envy the like <laughs> oh man let me just go to the mall with my friends and drink a coca-cola like you know yeah like let me watch. buy all these one-use plastics and all this yeah. crazy shit let me use my credit card that like you know just oh yeah all the debt and all the all the hair <laughs> people were smart enough to figure the... out debt back then yeah oh my god but yeah like it it's it's honestly i feel like the 80s especially with so analog horror has been very big lately um aren't those those websites that you I'm a huge analog horror fan for anyone listening. Um, It's basically just, it's a form of horror told through an analog form of media. So VHS tapes, um, any like outdated media. So um, normally it's VHS tapes, but it could be radio. It could be old telephone calls. It could be letters. It could be whatever. But normally analog horror um, is... Um, analog is normally like a old form of technology. So, um, it's analog with the U G or the U E at the end, which I think is technically the same thing. Um, if you scroll down, like, what do you mean by analog? So interesting. An analog is usually something for something else. Like this is an analog for like us is an analog for classism. And then analog as far as the well, other one is usually means uh Well, it's so like analog if you look up like analog versus digital, oh, like right down here. So, yeah, it's it's basically, uh, like, with technology, there's a difference between something like an analog clock and a digital clock. Yeah, I think that what you're referring to is the shorthand people use, where analog is something that's, like, 
sturdier and older, whereas digital is like new and iPhone and stuff. Yeah, it's not actually, I don't think it's actually like the... Yeah, because it it says analog is a continuous electrical signal and a digital is a non-continuous electrical signal. So you're talking about continuous electrical signal horror, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So like... (laughs) <laughs> if you want you can look up analog horror too okay yeah, um, but yeah it's that. it's using like it's using analog as the form of analog that most people are familiar with like yeah when you say a t- this whole conversation is analog a piece of technology is analog <laughs> so low fidelity so yeah low fidelity graphics cryptic messages reminiscent sort of nostalgic outdated technology stuff yeah and so uh local 58 marble hornets all awesome um what else uh god of course i'm gonna blank on all of them uh the mandela catalog um didn't what, monument didn't, mythos hmm? um didn't you have one that you were saying and it was like a website where you click on stuff welcome home um, welcome home is a new one that's coming out that i've been following and that one i don't know that one is definitely analog horror but i'd say it's more uh it more because le- there's some stuff that's like old vintage from the 70s and stuff but um for the most part it's closer to an arg which is an alternate reality game right um also notably here it says it usually incorporates some aspect of found footage yes um, yeah lots which of is found where a lot footage. of the vhs style stuff would come from yes so what i was gonna say from all of that yes. is it makes a lot of sense there's a lot of reasons that analog is so creepy to people like analog horror just uh vhs tapes you know that kind of stuff but i think part of it too is like the time that it came from is a time where like people didn't know yet you know like that sounds really vague but just people didn't know yet like and i mean people didn't know how fucked up shit was gonna be people didn't know what was gonna happen it like a lot of that world was very wholesome compared to now and i don't mean obviously there have been horrors throughout time you know Mm -hmm. all the wars all the terrible things that have happened um but it was the last time we didn't experience what like a literally a digital age brought all of the fear and all of the things that that brought and so i do wonder if the 80s are you because the all i'm saying is the 80s are used in horror so often and horror was really big in the 80s too oh yeah and i like things were too good they had to scare themselves (laughs) yeah and so (laughs) things were good for white people (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's clarify um but uh only if you were straight though didn't um isn't i don't remember exactly how it went but i think i've heard that the like the there was like a period of time where black neighborhoods weren't like dangerous and crazy like we think of now with like guns and drugs and stuff they were basically just poor and out of the way which was like still not good but then there was like um what was it was it the 80s with the crack epidemic and when like shit really started heading downhill in black Uh, communities yeah because once slavery had ended i again i this is very surface level knowledge like um but when slavery ended there started to be integration but um obviously until like the 60s there was still a lot of racism a lot of segregation that kind of stuff right right yeah but if i remember correctly a little bit before that 
black neighborhoods and just black communities had started to really thrive right. um yeah. and do well. really well and make a lot of money and be very like independent you know it was like they they were really making a living and a lot of these families seemed like they were you know gonna be like just as successful or even more successful than their white counterparts yeah um and white people burned those neighborhoods down i've heard that before and then the the one that people always talk about is there was like basically the crack epidemic which was not by accident yes along with like dangerous explicit uh music which was intentionally popularized as a collusion with prisons mm -hmm. to basically promote behavior that keeps pr the prison industry thriving right have you heard of that one i have <laughs> heard of that one yeah that like yeah. glorifying committing crimes yeah um because prisons are basically the closest thing we have to slavery um with right. how like because it's it's not necessarily i don't think i don't think anyone wants people to just be in prison for the sake of being in prison it's the fact that they can pay these people like 10 cents an hour to do labor that normally on the well, outside would be way more like i i really do think that prisons and the prison system is like they're they're just exploiting people because they can get cheap labor like it's it's that's, that's my part main thing. of it but as a normal citizen you want prisons to keep all the really dangerous and fucked up people off the streets after they commit horrible fucking crimes and you can prove that they're horrible fucking people right that's why we want prisons yeah the problem is i forget when but basically all the prison systems went private and so if a sector becomes private then it's incentivized by profit and so to basically create as much profit as possible they were subsidized by the government and they're paid by how many inmates they have yeah. so the story goes that they started paying off basically rappers and other people to basically promote, you know, fucked up activity that would help get more people in jail, which would boost their fucking profits. Mm. Um, and, you know, that's something I've heard. It's whatever. But prisons are fucking private. And so they are incentivized to try to get people in jail because they get more people in uh, more money for each person who's in jail yeah. instead of it being some sort of public service, which, you know, if you're disenchanted with our government, like a lot of people are right now, you don't even trust them with that really. But yeah, um, yeah they also do uh, get like what half a cent uh, every three days or whatever to work, you know, for prison stuff. Um, but yeah, it's not uh, rehabilitation or, you know, keeping people who get life sentences off the streets or whatever. It is more that's, you know, the prison industrial complex. So, yeah. Well, and yeah, so much of it is, you know, yeah, all the systemic stuff, all of that. And yeah, there was the whole, um, yeah, like the crack epidemic for sure. Um, getting especially young men hooked on crack um and of course the incentive of welfare um being a single mother has a lot of financial incentive yeah. um you know again the incentive follow yeah. the incentives yeah follow the incentives um yeah it's it's all crazy and yeah all of that was going on in the 80s and meanwhile there's that underbelly of awful stuff going on and meanwhile there was you know all of the the glorified parts of the 80s everything was beautiful and right. vibrant and, and jordan peele was just like what is real life yeah jordan peele was I'm gonna like i'm going to grow up and make horror movies 
this is fucked up. <laughs> well, it is super interesting that he he was the same age as pretty much the same age as her at the time, and like, yeah, that's you know, true. It, yeah. it must have impacted him in some way. Clearly, um, that was very not good that wasn't sarcastic i just meant, you know no i actually I didn't. <laughs> yeah. which no again no. <laughs> for for you and i specifically we weren't i had no i no idea that people stood across america i knew about the where the world michael jackson collab yeah. with all the big artists or whatever um but i had no idea that that was a real thing it looked but some of the stuff people make nowadays looks so real that you could invent something from the 60s yeah. we watched um the black uh um phone mm-hmm. in theaters yeah. that movie which was set um ironically in denver yeah in what like 70s? 70s yeah and it looked like people just took our quality cameras to the 70s and made a movie yeah it was you know? super well done so crazy so i had no idea design. that the hands across america thing actually fucking happened yeah well and you see it with the analog horror stuff all the time like so much of it i'm like this could this could have easily been a vhs tape from the 80s or whatever yeah. like so yeah. it's super easy now to make things that look old which is so funny that like we were trying to make things look old i know you know um well, but yeah it- <laughs> I, when when it played a, like when the movie started and had the hands across america thing I was like, is my brain fabricating a memory right now? Or do I remember this happening? Like, and it wasn't that I was obviously like there watching it, but I remember hearing about it and like learning about it or something. And so, yeah, when I like saw it, I was like, am I just thinking I remembered this? But then I looked it up after and I was like, oh no, okay. It did actually happen. Cause I like, I was like, am I going crazy? Like, uh, do mm-hmm. I just want to think it happened? But well, and it's cool that that became sort of an integral part of the, um, the whole movie and that's part of the symbolism of the scissors is the the mirror and the cutting right of yeah the, of the chain of people yeah um well and the tether between cool. you and your your shadow yeah like they they basically the shadows were like cutting the tether between you by killing right. you you know right yeah yeah um but yeah uh, just funny where did I'm they like, get all the golden scissors yeah those were nice ass scissors too well, I don't. I wouldn't say it's like a problem. They were really nice, and they had those gloves too, which seemed yeah, useless. Yeah, why on one hand? I don't know, but maybe it's a maybe it's a scissor cutting thing that you know if you cut it with scissors a lot. Is it to like um, hold hands? Is it hand holding? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, but the one thing that like kind of got to me a tiny bit, I forgot because we talked started talking about scissors. It'll yeah. come back to me. Um, uh. But, we were talking about Hands Across America that it actually happened. Talking about it's it's gone. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> uh, yeah, there there are a couple things where I have questions, but they're they're not bad enough that like I can't just like buy in and just suspend my disbelief of yeah, like where they get the scissors. It's like. It doesn't really matter. Like, it's not that integral to the plot. It's just well, kind of a creepy thing that they have, you know? And it's very, it's more symbolic rather than literal for the story. Like, it's not like they literally... Like, it doesn't matter where they literally got the scissors. It's like, it matters that they are there as a symbol of, like, this... They're literally stabbing their, like, you know, surface world people to, like, sever that tie between the two, you know? Right. And it came back to me... Um, the basically like when they kill 
the that one twin girl mm-hmm. and then she comes back she was like pretty thoroughly dead she was pretty thoroughly killed for a normal human yeah on the table yeah well she'd been like hit over the head how many times and all this stuff and then fell and then was totally destroyed by that table and then she's up and she's alive again right and so that was the only thing where i was like why how what does it take for them to get killed if they're literally these shadows what is rabbit meat really that you know sus that amazing of sustenance that it just changed their dna like what about this makes it so like what does it require to actually kill them Right. You know what I mean? Because they're clearly not just human because any other human would be dead. Yeah. So, like, well, and that one, that one felt to me, it felt more like just. Just horror uh, stuff. Yeah. Just, just like kind of stuff. like a cheap scare, you know, of yeah. like, oh, she comes back and one of them's gone. They come. Well, because I started thinking like, oh, are you, can you not kill them? Like, right. are they not? Are they diff? Like, yeah. what is. So that was my thing where I was like, wait a second. Like, what? At what point did these act- these guys actually die? That's when I started thinking, well, is it like that they have to get killed with the scissors? Does that Could mean be. that they have Could to be. do they have to get killed that way for them to actually die? Because if the if the surface world person dies, they take over the soul role or whatever on the on the above ground world. I don't know. It, that was the only thing where I was like, it seemed a little unnecessary. And like you said, probably just kind of like, ah, oh, it's scary. Like deal with it. Yeah. Well, the, the husband killed his shadow with the boat motor. Well, but they so. said that he said that and then they did that. And then it was like that girl came back. And so I was like, yeah, but yeah. so what? And, I know. And then, and then when the, when the daughter shadow flew into the forest and got like impaled in the tree or whatever, then she dies. Yeah. She like, w- the mom like waited there till she was dead. Yeah. But in my mind, I was like, we just watched them get up. Like they're, she's going to get up. Right. Like, right. What's the big whoop? Like, yeah. So that's when I was like, so, but I guess the other, the other thing was nobody survived except for them. Right. That was the other thing where I was thinking about post this movie they're going to live in a world with people who don't know how to speak. Well, but it's only in America. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. Why? I'm like, because... Is that well, why she wanted to go to Mexico? Probably. I, I Well, I don't think she knew, but... She was just like, let's go somewhere far away. Well, yeah, because it was... Mexico. So that they... Because it didn't seem like the shadows in general were interested in killing everyone. It was specifically like, I want to kill mine... It was just, it so happened. So yeah, I think they were kind of like, as long as we get away from ours that are looking for us, like we'll at least be a little more safe. Well, and it was it only the local shadows from that part of California where that one shadow taught all the other shadows how to kill people and wear cool clothes and have Mm. scissors? Or was it, you know, all of America or... Who, well, I'm, that's a good question was it like a contained experiment to one part or did it expand the entire... naturally they unleashed some supernatural presence in the uh, tunnels of america i guess we'll never know i don't think it's important i, I think it's i think it, the but... symbolism is more so important but i totally get where well you're and that's from. the that's the cool part is that's why i feel like it probably should get a 10 is because like the stuff that matters got uh, 110 out of 10 yes you know yeah it i was think that phenomenal. was the really cool part yeah i i think it was really 
really really well done very entertaining to watch very creepy um yeah i want to watch hereditary again for this podcast and at the same time i don't want to i've seen it once and i that was enough like i don't i don't need to it was so good it was so good but i'm like oh yeah do i I need to watch that again like i felt like uh, hereditary was a big win as far as a movie like super disturbing total warning to before you watch it try and get as mentally prepared as possible it's pretty because i just watched it and it was like oh shit this is like the only movie i ever had to like stop watching yeah it's not only disturbing it's sad and it's like it's it's so there's it makes you it's it's so deep in a lot of ways that it's not just making you feel scared it's making you feel sad and like defeated and angry and like just every it's like all the emotions well but i thought that that movie was excellent but it was like what he was trying to do like with midsummer but i felt like midsummer was more like mindless gore slash um what was the one the almost like killing of a sacred deer where we're getting this weird info like we if we knew more it might make more sense but like it kind of just was dumb i didn't that's a personal opinion i know it's really popular i am very comfortable having unpopular opinions that's kind of my thing but i just felt like after watching midsummer i was like there wasn't a redeemable thing here at the end uh where it was like this is resolved and i understand the movie like not like it has to be good like the good guys have to win because that's not how hereditary goes but it just felt like at the end i was like i just felt like you did that for fun like it wasn't i think it got away with a lot of the plot issues because it was so the cinematography was so beautiful uh incredible i will get I, I think it distracted people from how much the plot did not make sense see that's the thing because i say that about stuff and i feel like people want sometimes i feel like people just want to like something for for whatever part of it they like like with the star wars episode eight i think a lot of people think like i do and um oh, yeah it's episode eight they a lot of people think like I do that it was just a bad movie and it was and it was compounded by the incredible legacy of Star Wars. So to make a movie that bad with Star Wars with source material was just like a slap in the face, you know? Yeah. But people liked it because they wanted to like Star Wars and there were new Star Wars coming out and there were lightsabers and they just wanted to just see lightsabers and cool Star Wars shit happen. Yeah. And that movie that filled that need for them they didn't want to look further than that nostalgia can like blind people a lot yeah um and and knives out too i felt like knives out was like it's it's like a murder mystery it's like clue but i've heard a a lot about it like how people are really they, they really liked it Everybody really liked it. And I made a deal with one of my buddies. I'm talking to you, Colin. And I told him, you need to watch The Joker. The Joker's a great movie. The new one with Joaquin Phoenix. That movie's great. You need to watch it. And he was like, no, I'm not into incel stuff. I was like, that's not what it's about. Just try it out. And he was like, well, you need to watch Knives Out. It's incredible. And I was like, I hate Ryan Johnson. He ruined Star Wars. I'm not watching that movie. So we made a deal to watch the other one and then we'd talk about it 
Yeah. I watched Knives Out. I'm sure he probably hasn't watched The Joker still. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing with, and this is part of the reason why with movies and stuff, why I wanted to learn, kind of learn more about them and get more into like the details and stuff is because at the end of Knives Out, I just, there was something about it that I just couldn't put my finger on why it was, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And when I learned more about like, I don't know, plot or whatever, the more I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, this makes sense why this is dumb. Like this is like, this is just like, I feel like there's a movies like that where it's just like, it looks pretty enough. It's just, it's just enough of whatever where people are like, yeah, it's great. Loved it. But, but for me, I like to critique like the plot and what happens and whether or not it made sense and like stuff like that. So for me, it's like, well, this was out of place. Like what, and it's all subjective. I am not saying I'm above anybody else's opinion. If you like knives out and the glass onion or whatever the fuck the sequel is, watch them every day. Like my sister did with finding Nemo. I don't care, (laughs) but and maybe I just hate Ryan Johnson and needed a reason to not like you Knives could. Out. Well, it, I. But the like double, triple twist at the end of that movie is so convoluted and conceited and just just feels like he's shoving something down my throat. And it's like, get off me, dude. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it, so I, I can't I can't rebuttal any of that. Um, maybe we'll maybe we'll put it on the list. Maybe but, not because I don't really want to watch it again. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I. uh we gotta keep yawning yeah midsummer i really enjoyed it for what it was but that one i had a i had a much harder time like suspending my disbelief of like all the things that had to go wrong to get here i was like oh yeah 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 because the people there's no other people in the world that know about this village that's still doing this shit yeah i was like so not (laughs) only are you in this crazy village where like clearly like, I get that she, her family had just died. Like, I understand that she was very mentally unstable at the time. But, like, she, all this crazy shit starts happening. They did, they were not holding you prisoner there. Mm-hmm. At least I don't think. Oh, wait, did they try to leave? Um, I think Did the guys tried to leave and they killed him? That was kind of the lore that was like partially revealed by the end was that they do that. They they somehow get people to come there every year and kill them all. Right. Yeah. Um, but there was like, uh, there were just Which a couple also, things. Also, if people continue to come to this village and every go year and they never come back, people are just like, well, my son's gone. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, and that they're all, you know most likely like this the the guy the main guy who was like my family does this thing you should come with me like he had probably done that multiple times and it's like okay so like again that was hard to believe where i was like yeah someone would catch on at some point someone would go looking for their son or their daughter or whatever like okay um also it was it takes place in the present where we have phones and cameras and like documentation of things like this going on um you like there also like again maybe i'm totally wrong because i haven't seen it in a while and maybe they did get killed if they tried to leave but like just leave (laughs) you know yeah like i can't i can't remember but like i think that's what makes like uh hauntings 
in movies so compelling because if you live in a house and you bought it with your own money and turns out it's haunted you can't just leave well you could but it'd be really complicated yeah, and it's devastating like you're financially gonna, yeah you're gonna try your best to stay right you know you're gonna be like okay maybe i'm going crazy probably not haunted everything's fine right. you know yep. whatever like there there is a plot there of like oh there, there there's a reason why they are dealing with all this weird shit right whereas there's a lot of movies where i'm like just get out of there yeah like, yeah yeah just leave. you can leave like it's okay oh my just God. leave yeah and then there you know i think that's why like space horror is so scary because you can't leave you can't leave like you literally can't leave no for sure like at all even if you wanted to leave you can't which was why aniara was so compelling oh my god i love that movie so great i cried that night amazing i had like a anxiety attack yeah thinking about being in space i I don't think i was directly thinking about (laughs) it i thought i was just having a rough night but i definitely think it was because of that movie yeah it just it like (laughs) it really got to me the the idea of being stranded has always been a really big fear of mine and like in space it's just taken to the next level because like even if people know where you are, they can't come save you, you right, know, in yeah. space. Well, um, what was, were we watching Futurama where they were, like, just out of reach of the fastest they could go, so they, like, couldn't catch up? They couldn't, and ben, oh, Bender yeah. got pushed off yes, faster than they could go. Yes. So he was accelerating faster than they could ever keep up, so he was going forever. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's, like, so crazy to think about Ugh. the physics of that, like, yeah. vacuum mm-hmm. reality, whatever, but... Yeah. yeah well i mean so good i think i'm pretty wrapped up on yeah. this i think do you have a pen um not in here why i wanted to write down movies for us to watch I can write them in okay. a minute i just don't want to forget them i will forget i have the brain of a goldfish i'll forget them in two seconds <laughs> they'll come back to you again just like my note notes uh, did about the uh how that girl died a little and then came back and that was weird all right, what are we movies to watch? What? Whenever, remember, I just said that girl died. She came back to life. She wasn't totally dead. So, how much does it take to kill the shadow oh, people? Oh, right, right, right. Okay. It came back to me. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, what, movies to watch? Yeah, movies to watch. Okay. Um, uh, well, maybe Aniara, on An- Anaria, however you spell it. Swedish people are crying. Was it Norwegian? I don't know. <laughs> I think it was Swedish. Um, and see they're already gone i thought of like four and they're already gone hereditary i guess it's a maybe i don't know if i want to commit myself to that again that's what i'm saying i'm like i don't know i have a elise at work is watching the so i we both watched american horror story at the same time well i i was watching it again she was watching it for the first time uh murder house the first season and so we were watching it simultaneously um it's debatable. It kind of fell off after I'd, a while. I'd say that's the best one. And then Coven is a close second. They're like neck and neck to me. But I feel like the by the sixth and seventh ones, you were like, what are we yeah, doing Yeah, no, here? We, we don't talk about those. Um, <laughs> anything after Freak Show and like maybe Hotel. And the idea was super cool. We don't talk about those. To do those. different seasons every every oh, different places, whatever. But. Cult and Apocalypse were, wow. Um, no, but... We were watching those, and so she directly, once we were both done with season one, Murder House, she went directly to the second season, which is Asylum, and I skipped the second season and went directly to Coven, and she, I think I told her that, and like, 
I don't know if she asked why or whatever, but I basically was like, Asylum was so good. It was amazing. But I've watched it once and I'll never watch it again <laughs> because it was so freaky. And like, it was that season more than most of them felt like trauma porn. It felt, have you seen Asylum, the second one? I'm pretty one? sure I have. It's I think so I've watched, much. It is. I don't I oh watched. Oh my God. Um, some of it probably at least a couple seasons worth but i can't remember which ones and i just has it has religious undertones it has insane asylum in the 60s it has aliens it has nazis it (laughs) has i'm not even kidding it has um like surgery it has torture it has like torturing disabled people it like literally more than most of the other seasons except freak show was pretty bad too but it just it like was so much of an overload that i was like i watched it once i think i might have watched it one more time um to show someone we were watching it together but um sometimes watching it with someone can help yeah but i'm like i don't need to subject myself to that again and i feel like that with hereditary too because it's just it's so much it's so much like just and it's i mean incredible so piece of art good, and like so, a, with midsummer uh, I feel like Midsummer was like the the practice swing and then Hereditary he knocked it out of the park yeah. with like what he so was good. trying to do with horror with yeah. his style his filmography like that was like his he did it yeah. he did what he had set out to do like this is his thing yeah. um and you it's worth experiencing yeah once 100% is (laughs) yeah and like it's tough though because if i'd say if you're not if you don't like scary movies yeah do not watch hereditary if you have if you are emotionally impacted like after a like quote-unquote scary movie like one of the you know normal ones like insidious or you know whatever if that like if that makes you scared to like walk around your house at night like what's the found footage one that they have like 25 paranormal activity (laughs) yeah just hereditary is a visceral like type of horror that i just cannot even describe and so i have a confession i've never watched the exorcist uh is it worth it i don't know yes I, it's literally people consider it besides hereditary and the shining the best horror movie of all time the shining is horror yeah oh i mean it's it's in the horror genre yeah um but i i wonder what dictates horror is it just anything that makes you feel fear i mean that's subjective but um no it's i've never seen it because i never wanted to i was like I don't want Wait, that which negativity one in my life. Is objective the one that depends on your opinion or subjective? It's subjective. Sub- yeah. yeah. Did I say objective? No, I am trying to figure out the difference by myself over okay. here. My objective, yeah, the objective opinion is something that's just logical, the general, like the fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, subjective is my opinion. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I... If the Exorcist, well, uh, now I'm thinking about how many rap songs use it as like a... I've heard it before of like as a metaphor in like different places. So yeah, probably worth a watch. Yeah. Well, and there's something to be said. I can't, I need to find the actual like article that talks about it, but especially with the exorcist and Rosemary's baby, 
Um, oh, that movie's crazy. <laughs> men find that those two movies particularly disturbing. Really? Like more than women. Yes. Oh, Obviously, yeah. it's disturbing oh. for women, but um, like men in particular are like that is like horrific. I can't. I that made me so like Rosemary's physical unease. And it's there's basically like this kind of like. That was a that's a classic right there. Yeah. Rosemary's baby. Yeah. And so it's like um basically just commenting on like the horrors of girlhood, essentially. Um But it makes men uncomfortable? Yeah, because it's something that's like so foreign to them. Oh. Whereas for uh, I guess that makes sense. It, there's like a Yeah, people with no empathy. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm just like, Rosemary's Baby didn't freak me out. <laughs> no, no. I would have to... If if we watch The Exorcist... Um, it's on the list. Look, I maybe, put it on the yeah, list. Maybe I, can, maybe I can find the article and bring it up during and kind of um, mention it. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's something to be said there about... Um, like... Uh, men seeing women in such a horrific state was like apparently especially at the time very disturbing um whereas women are like being a woman is horrific like i don't you know like and it's gruesome and you know all of that sometimes Mm. and so i think for men being faced with that especially at the time where women tended to present very manicured and very clean oh, and, for the time rosemary's know. baby is probably like fucking devastating yeah and so to see what was like that? when did that movie come out like the 30s 70s oh <laughs> it's like in black and white it could be earlier than that um i know rosemary's it was definitely baby. after the haze 1968 Code. yeah it wouldn't have been before that is it in black and white uh, could Psychological be. horror film. See, I watched that and I was like, "Yeah, that's just a good movie." Same thing with us. I was like, "Yeah, it's thriller, maybe." But yeah, I think. Well, I don't know what you consider horror. I just I think that it seems like you consider it not what people call horror. <laughs> I think it all makes sense being in the horror genre, but for me, like I remember watching. Um, the um finalist all 15 of the final oh, destination i never watched movies. those i was like i'm are never... these uh are these horror uh yeah uh, horror film supernatural <laughs> supernatural horror film um i remember watching these and just being like that's it <laughs> like that's a horror movie like that's a scary movie i was like okay by the fifth one i was like everybody dies well, i get it maybe no big you're deal. just not scared by stuff but that's what I was saying when we started. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is it's hard for me to judge because like the only genuinely scary movie I feel like I've watched um in to my memory, like I don't know, um my parents are probably gonna re- well, listen to this podcast and be like, Remember when you were seven and you <laughs> you know, I don't know. But be, as what a teen, you're scared I of watched, as a kid doesn't count. I watched all the Final Destination movies and was like, Wow, okay. Well, I don't know if those are actually... I've never seen them because I know it's just like people like die. There, there's just so much death, which to <laughs> me, people films. just getting murdered or like accidentally dying. Like that's not Well, but that's see, scary. that's the thing is it's, it's included in horror. And right. so that's what I'm saying is like this counts as horror. The Exorcist counts as horror. Us counts as horror. And Hereditary counts as horror. So there's like 
you know, I'm sure you could niche down on and make like a oh, flow yeah. chart or some pie triangle you type got like deal slashers, of like screamers, you know? psychological horror, gru- gruesome horror, whatever. But um, anyway, can uh, we? I, I know we're probably running pretty long. I think we're at two hours already. But yep, one fifty nine nailed it. Yo, I just wanted to look up like the scariest movies and because so like, we can watch all of them. <laughs> I'm trying to think of... Scariest movies of all time. I'm trying to think of the scariest movie I've ever seen. Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Awesome. Nosferatu. Oh, no. Nosferatu. Apparently... 1922. (laughs) That was freaking everybody out. I've never seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) I've heard it's great, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to see that. I don't know. That's all I'm saying is normally when I watch scary movies, I'm like, oh, yeah, they did the thing. That was pretty good. Like, you know, but I'm not like freaked out for a week. Well, n- no. Okay, I, look, uh, top t- the Rotten Tomatoes right here. This one looks good. Number one, Exorcist. Yeah. So that's on our list to watch. Hereditary is number two. Hey, there we go. See? If Hereditary is number two and The Exorcist is number one, then we better strap in. Number four is The Sharing is not scary. I don't get this. The, yes it is it's scary it's like i don't know what you define as scary like the the idea is like being stuck in a hotel like being snowed in and like slowly your husband's slowly going insane or you are slowly going insane like that's, well, if I'm that's going scary insane, there's nothing to worry about because i don't even know what's happening right like you know a lot of horror <laughs> oh the ring was good the ring was really good that I, one was pretty I, freaky uh-uh, i hate that like so creepy just because it's like good bad like because it's good freaky or because yeah, you thought it's, it was it's, bad it's good freaky i yeah i don't i don't like the idea of the like, ring was pretty freaky that one freaked yeah, me out yeah yep that one very creepy um insidious, insidious. Uh, whatever. it it was a good one the new one with the kids or well i guess yeah not the yeah the 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 old one little <sighs> little corny but Halloween. Oh, I thought that 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 thumbnail made me think they were saying the newest Halloween. I was like, there is no way that the newer Halloween is scary. Um, well, yeah. we got the Exorcist on the list. Let's let's start there. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to do a horror movie podcast though, well, so we can pick no. yeah, some we'll other, stuff other stuff to watch. But yeah, I'm just trying to think of like what like I'm racking my brain right now. I'm like, what what movies really scared me? Um, Hereditary is my number one. Is, I might. I don't remember. <gasps> Freaky. <laughs> um, my my computer just made a shortcut to the <laughs> Rosemary's Baby thing that we just watched, and that was pretty freaky. Our life is a horror movie. Ah! Your duplicate right behind you. Ah! Don't look. <laughs> I uh, obviously Hereditary was super scary to me. Um, I'm like Shit. that's my number one from stuff that I've seen. What's the ring was pretty freaky. I watched so many when I was young that I'm like, those don't count because I was a kid. Like, they scared me because I was a kid. Right. You know? Um, I saw... Man, maybe I'll try to come up with a list. Because I've seen so many scary movies. Um, but I think... Yeah, the, the Babadook was really creepy to me. That one creeped me out just because it was like a it was a really slow burn. Babadook. Babadook. I don't think I've seen Ooh, that one. I didn't like it. 
Even saying the name Shmamanak. kind of freaks me out. Shmamanak. Um. It it was just I the the unknown aspect of it was what got me because it like didn't uh, yeah it, well that's the it thing about horror out, yeah. that's the thing about horror and that's like I think that's why there's a good amount of it that I could just kind of am like eh whatever because the what you create in your mind is always worse than what it is yes and so the best horror movies are the ones that. That's why I was saying it's like seven-eighths of the movie is, what's the thing? And then when right. they show you their cheap CGI, you're like, oh, crazy. And then you're just like, all right, whatever. I'm going to go on with my life. Because your imagination Always is the scary. real horror movie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The ability for your imagination to create the worst case scenario and the thing you're most afraid of is way farther worse than anything they could put on screen, yeah. which is why the freakiest ones are always the ones that are like... They don't show you hardly anything, and so your imagination and the little tricks in the mirror, whatever. That's why I feel like with us and with Hereditary and stuff like that, where they're done really, really well and they don't rely on that, it's like the slow burn, especially in Hereditary. It's a real, like, like you the ending, you're like, what? Yeah. What just happened? Yeah, that, the ending visuals are so creepy, like, oh, too. This was the, and then you go back and there's oh, like little clues it's everywhere. in the whole movie. You're like, oh, no. Yeah. That's great horror. But the whole, yeah. like, oh, what is it? There's a shadow in the mirror, and your imagination's like, it's the thing that I saw when I was seven. <laughs> it's like, whatever, you know? Yeah. That's how I feel about it. That's my personal opinion. But no, it yeah, there's there's definitely like fun horror and then there's like the really good stuff where yeah, like we're kind of sitting here and we're like, Do I wanna watch Hereditary again? You know? It's it's I'm like it's it takes a toll. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna need to prepare for that. Whereas like uh certain movies you It know, might not be the worst the second time though. Cause you know it. Yeah. It might not be quite I don't know. Maybe we, the only way to know is if we watch yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. There there is one that I want to watch but I don't want to watch uh because it kind of freaks me out. It's called Skinamarink and I am I want to watch it but I don't want to watch it. You have watched it before no, already? No. I haven't watched it. Which What's is it? Scary. How do you spell it? It's a type of analog horror thing Skinamarink. There it is. 2022. It's a newer It's not rated. Sounds creepy. Um, Canadian. Go, oh, they're probably really nice. Go to like images. The. Uh, it's like it's analog. So it's like very. See I, all the little dark things. Your imagination starts filling the space in. And I'm that's like, I don't like wanna, the whole thing. That's why I'm like, I don't really want to watch it. It freaks me out. I don't want to. I don't want that dead space. You know, this this <laughs> telephone. T- <laughs> Never mind. Again. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> baby, I was gonna say something that was important, and I don't remember. That's how these things go. Yeah. But oh, uh, I want to watch it. Follows. Have I seen that one? Um, no, no, you have not. I haven't. No. Okay. Well, because we were gonna, that was gonna be the first movie we watched, and then yeah. I was like, nah. Let's I not do that. I, I want to watch It Follows. It Follows is so good. You're gonna, you're probably gonna realize over time that I really enjoy movies that, uh, like, the meaning is a lot more like. Uh, it. A lot of them have to do with like being a girl. 
and like that's what we being a woman about. and stuff. That's fine. So, um, it, it it follows is more of about adolescence, but um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I really enjoy that. So normally I'll be going into that quite a bit with movies more than the cinematography or whatever. And I am so pumped to watch Killing of a Sacred Deer again. Oh my god. I I feel like the second watching is going to be a treat. Yeah. The first watching was a little confusing till we kind of got it. Yeah. And the second watching is just going to be like It's going to be so good fun. Times. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's going to be fun. Well, yeah. I think we I don't know. Let's see. Oh, we should we check our email live real quick? <gasps> yeah, live. We made a big stink air. about our email last week. Link tree. Guys, what the hell? TikTok, TikTok friend. Check TikTok, our spam. Check our spam. Just promotions, in case. Lego, Air, Southwest Airlines, Link tree, social, nothing. We didn't even get new comments on our YouTube draft spam. One. <gasps> oh, podcast added to Bullhorn. Okay. From the Apple Podcast Library. <laughs> Come on, Apple. What are you doing? Uh, guys, what did I say last time? <laughs> <laughs> I threatened you last time. No emails. You don't want to know. St- stuck <laughs> together pod at gmail.com. Pod. Not podcast. Pod. <laughs> stuck together podcast getting a bunch of emails that we're not getting apparently. <laughs> People are like, why didn't they get our email? <laughs> stuck together pod. Guys, even if it's just to say hi, okay? Like I Someone, need it. Anyone. Anyone. We need to know that people are listening God. to our podcast. <laughs> Tell us your favorite movie or a movie you'd want yeah, us to watch. Please tell about. us a movie you want us to watch. And if you like the new format, because I think um, we get, I think it's, I was sitting here thinking about it and I'm like, we're just off the cuff referencing Aniara, Hereditary, all these movies. Yeah. And it's like totally our thing. Yeah. And, we love movies. Um, I know one person told me that they really liked that our podcast didn't have a theme and that it was kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. which is kind of what I was saying. Um, but and we did get on some tangents on this episode yeah. talking about the movie but yeah the hope is that it'll just start to be a catalyst for a conversation and we love movies and but just let us know what you think um and uh if you think it's dope and if it's gonna encourage you to watch movies or if you're excited to watch a movie and listen to us talk about it or not watch the movie and just listen to us talk about random movie stuff. Yeah. Or if you're not going to listen to the podcast anyway, just let us know. Give if, us a little feedback. If you have did not watch us and you just listened to that podcast, Email that is us. that is the worst <laughs> movie analysis you've ever experienced. I was thinking you we, don't sh- know what we we're might, talking about. We should maybe do like a little summary yeah, at like the a beginning. Little, little notes. Just so yeah. people know so they don't have to. Because we did kind of... We could, we might be able to do a little summary at the beginning just to kind of lay it out because yeah. I don't want to have to not talk about spoilers. Yeah. So, I don't like that. whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe, yeah, that's, that sounds like a good idea. Maybe like just a kind of cliff notes. So that way, summary. if you don't care and you just want to listen yeah. to the podcast, you yeah. can get it. <laughs> or like, yeah, when we cover Hereditary, if you're someone that like because of how much we've talked about it and clearly how a lot of people think it's really scary if you're like yeah i don't want to watch that shit 
then yeah, at least you'll know what's going on and what we're talking about with a little summary mm-hmm. beforehand. Because I've done that where like with analog horror series where I'm really, really scared to watch them and I don't want to do it. I just listen to Wendigoon talking about it. It's one of my <laughs> YouTubers that I watch. I'm just like, you tell me what's going on so I don't have to watch it because I'm scared. But then I go and watch it after to like support them and like give them views on their channel, but uh, like the actual creator channel, but I watch the summary first. (laughs) A serene family vacation turns frightening when a family's nightmarish doppelgangers descend upon their beachfront abode. That's the us summary yep. that we just talked about for two hours. Yeah. Man. Ooh, so he he won the Saturn Award for Best Director. Ooh. Ominous. Scary. Winston Duke, is that the Maybe husband? we need, you know, I would love to watch the American Horror Story seasons and talk about them. By yourself, right? <clears throat> They're really good. Was, you know. Anyways, thank you so much for listening <laughs> to the podcast this week, guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the little little guys up there. The scissors. Oh what is God. this? What is this Google thing scrolling right now? This is crazy. It's like a little thingy for the movie. Wow. That's so cute. Oh, that's crazy. They got a bunch of weird emojis related to the movie scrolling yeah. on Google. It's literally just pairs of people you and know, scissors. <laughs> that's it. I don't want to dive into an oh, AI no. tangent while we're already on hour two, but like this type of shit is like what I see AI doing in the future. AI is just going to like give you totally useless information that like you didn't ask for out of nowhere because it thinks it's it, like people are trying to make it too helpful and you're going to be like, get out of here. Stop. And like your AI assistant's going to be like, didn't you order donuts yesterday? Don't you want donuts again? And then we gave you these donut and it's got five donut emojis floating in your Google glasses and you're like, shut up, get out of here. I can't believe I paid $3,000 for these. Yeah. It's going to be so bad. People are yeah. like, it's going to take over the world. I'm like, it's going to suck. It's going to so, be really low quality and Well, bad. because it's how like most other technology goes when you're like, this is going to make my life better. And then like the first stages of it are just really annoying normally. Until it settles into Until, like yeah. normal life. Because that's the thing. Oh, she's on both cams. Oh, double frita cam. Let's go. <laughs> the exhaustion is setting in. I'm tired. Anyway, I think we should wrap it up. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, <laughs> we tried to wrap it up twice. What do you got? <laughs> I hope you guys have a great week, weekend, when, whenever you're listening to this. And I love you. And... <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. (laughs) Looking. I love my fans. Me too. I love your fans too. (laughs) They're all my fans. That's it. Um, no, I thank you guys so much for your support and feedback and all of that. Um, and yeah, we're gonna try this new movie thing and see how it goes. So. Yep. I'm into it. Sounded pretty good to me. Um, and I felt like. It was easier to just watch a movie and talk about it instead of stress. Guys, we would literally stress about what is our 
stupid topic going to be? Yeah. And how do we not offend everybody? And if we pick this topic, we're going to talk about something everybody else doesn't want to talk about. And do I feel comfortable with that? And why, how do I artificially, this is way easier for us. I really enjoyed it. And you know, hope you guys did too. Yeah. All Anyways, right. we'll catch you next week with Acklin will be here and um, this will be his podcast. Um, he's, he's taking over, <laughs> I guess. Uh, he's going to be on the podcast next week and then um, we'll have a different movie for you probably after that. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. See you. Bye. <laughs>